Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. This episode features three short pieces that each in their own way comment on the sometimes tragic and oftentimes surprising circumstances surrounding life and death and what it means to be alive. This first one concerns death, happiness, and tangling with nature. First published in Blue Earth Review, it's called The Father Bell, and it was written by Brian Philip Whalen, and is now also featured in his new book titled Semiotic Love Stories, published by Ost Press. Enjoy. The Father Bell On his 60th birthday I gave my father a hammock, which he hung in a gazebo on a small hill overlooking the north fork of the Shenandoah River. Lying there, suspended, he could pass the evenings staring at the unobstructed face of Powell Mountain as the river shushed below. Ten years earlier, my mother's diagnosis, pancreatic cancer, prompted their move to the country, my mother adamant that she not die, trapped in a web of suburbs. Over the course of a year, she yellowed and died, while my father waged war on the forest. Cord after cord of birch, red cedar, and oak, felled by hand and split and stacked in crooked rows scarring the yard. As the years passed, my father took to lecturing in public, to counter-clerks, librarians, gas attendants, about the planet being his. He lived here. If he wanted a view, he'd damn well make one. Nature kept encroaching. My father bought a chainsaw. One balmy evening late in his life, I sat in the yard on a lawn chair reading Turgenev, while up the slope my father, cradled in his sagging, weathered hammock, admired the first pink ribbons of dusk. The shallow river fled along its limestone bed, a lone hawk spiraled in the cloudless sky. A humid breeze, spongy with scents of wild sweet azalea and citrus-odored walnut husks, leaned through the trees. I could hear my father saying, This feels good, repeating himself again and again, until I hollered, Be quiet! The old man had rigged up a rope that, when pulled, caused the hammock to swing side to side. This feels good. This feels good. This feels good. I still picture him, ten years dead, tugging that rope as if ringing a bell. He was the bell. Brian Philip Whalen is the author of Semiotic Love Stories, and his work appears in the Southern Review, Creative Nonfiction, the Flash Nonfiction Food Anthology, and elsewhere. You can find him on Twitter at Book About a Whale, on Instagram and Facebook at Brian Philip Whalen, or on his website at BrianPhilipWhalen.com. Up next, 
we've got a piece of fiction about a couple attending a wedding that takes an unexpected turn. We guarantee you won't see it coming. It's called Elevator. It was written by Wilson K. Wing and published by Free Flash Fiction on September 9th, 2020. Enjoy. The middle-aged couple arrived in Savannah for a wedding. The high-rise hotel had one of those glass elevators on the outside. After checking in, they wandered to the historic district by the Savannah River, with the cobblestone streets where you could still walk around with a beer. The husband was annoyed they'd been stuck in a room next to a baby he heard crying loudly. The wife said she packed his earplugs. They sat at a bar with a terrace overlooking the water. A giant tanker eased downriver. In the wake it left behind, a pod of dolphins swam and leapt. As the evening settled and the warmth in their bellies burnt soft like the red fuzz left on the roofs of the buildings from the falling sun, they returned to the hotel to shower and change for the rehearsal dinner. As they rode the elevator up, the wife pointed out their room. On the balcony beside theirs, a tall man in a white suit smoked. He turned as a woman in a bright red dress stumbled through the balcony door and tossed what she held in her arms over the balcony rail. As the elevator rose and the object fell closer, both realized it was a baby. They kept their gazes strained straight, unable to watch it fall. The screams from the woman on the balcony grew louder as they neared their floor. In the lobby, firefighters and police and EMS rushed about. Red and blue lights swirled in through the front doors and windows. The husband drank too many bottles of tequila from the wet bar. The wife no longer felt like drinking. At the rehearsal dinner, a prevailing silence dulled the proceedings. The squeaks of silverware, the clinks of glasses amplified. Toasts uttered in soft tones. It was not enough to cancel the wedding. It was more than enough to dampen the mood. There had been some surprise when they RSVP'd, the man in the white suit, a childhood friend of the bride. Their plates rested on a table in the back before their empty seats. The napkins still folded on the plates, full water glasses sweating onto the tablecloth and wetting the light blue fabric. Why won't somebody remove those table placings, the husband said. I hope they don't, the wife replied. Wilson K. Wing is a writer from South Carolina. His work has recently appeared in Bending Genres, Maudlin House, New World Writing, X-Ray, and Trampset. You can find him on Twitter at WKWing or on his website at WilsonKWing.com. Our final piece is a numbered poem that describes headless statues, gods, and regimes, while also making insightful statements on everyday life. It's called Some Statues I Know. It was written by Bud Smith and published by Hobart on May 5th, 2017. Enjoy. Some Statues I Know by Bud Smith Back in the olden days, the soldiers used to come around and warhammer our statues' heads off. Nowadays, we just make our bronze statues headless because it's cheaper. Heads are expensive. 
too. A headless statue was once a person turned to stone for thinking a dangerous thought. But if you look carefully on the ground, maybe you'll still find little shards of skull. Pieces small as pebbles, each pebble part of someone. If you carefully glue it all back together just like that, the head is ahead again and falls back on the shoulders. Those eyes will roll right open. And the smiling mouth will sing you a history of what they were thinking when the regime changed. When God stopped being a joke. When everyone's blood became coins and the coins could be fed into a slot. 3. I am just a person trying to stay out of the rain, so I have stepped inside this museum, because the raindrops bounce off its roof and go away in some engineered rush towards the canals, the causeways, the sea. I am no scientist, but even a dog knows to stay out of the rain, and I am not a dog. 4. The messenger of Zeus, with wings out wide, has landed on a cliff of slippery soapstone. She's come to deliver the good news about the end of the world, and Zeus is thrilled to hear it. But when Zeus looks over at his messenger, he's very much wounded. Because, well, looky looky here, Victory too is now missing her head and cannot speak a word. Just yesterday I saw the goddess of love, and both of her arms have been broken off. By dates who refused to let go when their date was over. Bud Smith lives in Jersey City. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram at Bud underscore Smith. Micro is edited and curated by Dylan Evers and produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Our theme song is by Matt Ordez. You can find all the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published in the show notes. Subscribe to the show and check out some of our other episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also always find our shows at micropodcast.org, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening. <laughs>